Okay. I get to Vach Rabbi Isai. Good morning. Thank you for joining us this morning. I want to just read to you a um, an email that came in a couple of years ago that goes as follows. And an interesting situation that I suspect was a Yichud issue. The building I work in includes a mental hospital. On occasion, an attacker with weapons loose, loose drill occurs. At that time, if you are in an office, you remain in that office and lock the door until the drill is completed and the attacker has been calmed down. We recently had a drill. I happened to be in the office with my boss, who is female. According to the instructions, we lock the door. There is a window in the office. What do you think? Is this a problem of Yehud? Now, there's a famous story of a couple dating. And um, they, were, they took a cable car ride. And at one point, the boy, who was a yeshiva guy, who had learned some of the halachas, and that's a bit unusual, but it happens sometimes. And he realized at one point during the cable car ride that there was nobody watching him. And it was just him and the girl that he was in the middle of dating. And he started to open the window, it's true, Misa. He started to open the window to jump out of the cable car because there was a shaila of Yechud going on. And according to Kamari Shainim, Yechud is a shaila of Yarug Valyavo. You have to die rather than be in a situation of Yechud. So there he was. Can you imagine the scene? Oh, with the beautiful Swiss Alps, wherever it was. And he opens this window and he starts climbing out of the cable car because, and, his, and his, this girl is like, hello? Is, is, this, is this really that bad? Is this really that bad that this is the last resort? And he says, no, no, no. It's, it's, it's not you, it's me. <laughs> <laughs> the famous line. It's not, it was not, it's a Yechud Shaila. Anyway, Baruch Hashem, I don't know what happened exactly. It turned the corner and there was other people there and he realized that the guy next to him was waving at him saying, no, don't do it. And he was like, okay, somebody's watching me, so I'm okay. You know, I remember getting a phone call a while back from uh, someone that works in an interrogation of the police department and his problem was that sometimes they interrogate people and they have to do so in a closed room. You can't do it in front of people, right? You have a closed room, it's you and the perpetrator, the person, whoever you're interrogating, whoever it may be. And the problem is that it has to be private, but there is a glass mirror that looks like a mirror, but really there are other people on the other side, and those people can see, and the people inside can't see the people from the outside, and his question was, is that a shadow of Yechud? You know, a rabbi from Asia Torah once called me up and he says to me, could you tell me how to explain this to Bali Tshuva, who are becoming religious, and you're telling them that you can't go and visit your wife's grandmother, who's 97 and a half years old, and you want to visit her on the way to work, or whatever it may be, she lives by herself in the home, you're by yourself, you knock on the door, and you want to visit your wife's grandmother, 97 and a half years old, and you walk into the house, oh no, I've got to keep the door open, there's a Shiloh of Yechud, who knows what may happen? He says, these Balchuvah are like, you sick people. You sick people. This is what you have to make Zeris for. What type, what type of religion is this? What type of people are we chayshish for? It's, it's a wonderful question. What does this mean? What's pshat? A guy, you know, this is a shalis b'chol Right? Someone called me up. He's taking his daughter her back from gun. And um, her friend wants to come back to play also. Now his wife's not in the home. There are no other kids in the home. Whatever it may be. So he wants to bring his daughter 
back to his own house, which is fine, but with her friend. Is that a Shailah of Yechud? What about, right? What about, there are so many Shailahs that we have to go into. But before we discuss the Shailahs and go into it, right? It's Shavim, Shavim is in Yonim of Kiddusha. So maybe I thought this would be a couple of days that we could discuss this Kavaldiga topic, which I haven't discussed for a number of years. And I really think that this is something very important because we have to understand before we get to Allah, what is Pshat? Chazal, what goes on? The Torah, whatever it is, we'll get to the Allah, whether it's the Raisa, the Rabbanon. What, what exactly is this all about? Yichud, what? Because I go into a jewelry store and I want to buy a piece of, of jewelry and there's a woman behind the counter and her work says that these jewelry stores are locked, right? So you have, to, you have to buzz on and they let you in. Are you allowed to do that? You go into somebody's home that's selling jewelry or clothing or all of these sorts of things. You have, for example, your wife's going to be at home and the handyman, the plumber, the electrician's going to come in to fix something. Is that a shiloh of Yichud? If it is a shiloh of Yichud, what do you do about it? Dating on a regular situation, taking taxi driver... There are so many Shilas. But before we get there, what is Pshat? Okay, so Rabbi Said, let me first tell you, Amodika Maisa. You with us? Amodika Maisa, Rabbi Said. This Maisa happened with the Heiligen Asivas. Right? We're all familiar. For those of you that learn the Ketais, you're familiar with the Heiligen Asivas. And the Asivas brings down as well Rabbi Yaakov of Lissa, and Asivas Amishbot. So his daughter was widowed. She was a widow. And she was taking... Her, her daughter, who was engaged, in order to go and buy things for clothing, whatever it was, for the upcoming wedding. And they went to a certain city, and in those days they had to take a wagon driver, and a wagon with a horse, it was a whole process, and that's what they did. Now, when they went in there, there were two, two women, and a man, and they um, were driving, and the driver who was not a kosher fellow, decided that obviously these people are on their way. He talked to them, they're on their way to buy something, which means they have cash. So if they have cash, there's a perfect opportunity to cut them, kidnap them, take their money, and dispose of them. Right? It's a true story about it. It's the Nesibus the Nesibus. And uh, the guy decides to drive them to his home, and not to their destination. They're like, hey, what's going on with it? This is, not, this is not what we ordered. And he says, no, just come with me. And he takes them out, and obviously steals their money. And he basically puts on the fire with a cauldron of uh, water in order to basically burn them, kill them, and dispose of them. Just at the moment before they get to that terrible situation, the door flings open, and the whole police squad are there, and the whole situation you know, gets, gets, gets sorted out, and they, they're free. That night, the Nesivas' daughter had a dream. Her father, the Heiligen Nesivas, comes to her, and says, I want to tell you something. I was in Shemaim, I was enjoying the pleasures of Gan Eden and Olam Haba. It was beautiful. And I realized, they told me that there's something going on with my daughter. And I saw what was going on. And I said, Rabbi Shalom, come on. It's not fair. Why did this happen? And they said, well, she put herself in a situation of Yechud. I tried and I tried and I begged the Rabbi Shalom. I said, Rabbi Shalom, the schos of the Gavaldigas forum that I wrote, the Nasivas, should be a shmira for my daughter and, and, and my granddaughter. And they said, okay, fine, this is of Yisfarim, no problem. And, they, and that's how they allowed the police to know about it, and that's how they saved her. They said, I'm warning you again, never put yourself in a matzav of Yechud. When a person puts themselves in a matzav of Yechud, it is a terrible, terrible thing. Okay, so that's the story. Let's understand for a moment exactly what exactly is going on. Before we get to the halachas, exactly what does this mean? The Torah, Chazal, what goes in that you can't be together with a woman because something is going to happen. The Gemara Yavamas talks about a certain one of the Rabbanim 
that were in a situation. He was in a hospital bed, and a woman came in, and the Tamidim found him climbing down the window. And he said, Rebbe, what are you doing? He said, Gabor. And um, he said, what do you mean? The woman came in, and it was a shayda of Yechud. So they looked at the woman, and they said, don't worry about it. We're not, we're not worried. Right? But I'm even yelling. We're not worried. She's an older woman. She doesn't, you don't have to worry. You're an old hush of a year. Like, what? Seriously? And he said, that's the koyach of the Yetzirah. The koyach of the Yetzirah is, has the koyach to make anyone look beautiful and anyone look young and give the koyach to anyone to do whatever they want. That's the koyach of the Yetzirah. And that's an incredible, incredible thing. We have to realize that there are many things that keep people going. What is the highest thing that keeps a person going? What is the highest and most biggest desire that every human being has? That is the push to survive. When a push comes to shove, a person can do things that are completely unnatural. He can achieve the unachievable. You have people that lift up cars and anything because there are people stuck underneath them. All of a sudden, when it comes to survival, people can do anything. That is the highest push, the highest desire of a human being. The second highest push after the desire to live is the attraction between men and women. And there's a reason for that. Right? The Gemara tells us in Yuma, when they took away the Yitzhahara, even chickens didn't have an egg. Because Chazal understood that if there were no attraction between male and female, there'd be no continuity. There'd be nothing continuing in the world. There'd be no reproduction because there'd be no attraction. And therefore... In order to continue the world going, there has to be the highest form. Just like the biggest electricity can cause the greatest light and the greatest energy and the greatest of everything because it's got more electricity, but it can also, on the other side, cause tremendous damage. Whereas low electricity can't cause too much, but can't cause too much damage. Since this is the second highest form of human desire... So it has a tremendous positive side, but it also can have a tremendous negative side if it is not used and if it is not done in the correct way. And that's the chat where a person has to realize that this is something, we discussed this Sunday nights as well, but Ezra Hashem, tonight, 9 o'clock, we're going to continue with part 2 on the series of Shemir Sinaim and Shavavim. But this is just another form of that. Famous mice, I'm sure everybody knows, but you know, sometimes we have to remind the oilim of the mice also. Abacha came to Rebelli Lopian and he said, Rebbe, Chabachasana tonight, Tel Aviv, wherever it was, but somewhere similar to that. And it's a mixed, and it's a whole matzah, and the people are not going to be... But he said, Rabbi, don't worry. I'm okay. I'm not going to be affected by these things. These things don't affect me. It's fine, and I'm not so worried about how people are dressed. It's fine. I'm not... I'm desensitized. I don't have to worry. So Rabbi Lopian said to him, okay, no problem. You can go to the chasana. But do me a favor, could you call my friend first? Just call him before you go. He said, okay, the Rebbe wants. That's what we're going to do. So he calls up. He comes back to the Rebbe. He says, Rebbe, I don't understand. There must be a mistake. You gave me the wrong number. So what do you mean I gave you the wrong number? I gave you the right number. Let me see the number. Yeah, it's the right number. He said, what are you talking about? The, 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 doctor, said, the doctor people answered. They said, hello, doctor. What do you mean? Why are you asking me to call a doctor? He said, ah, because you said that these things don't affect you. And you're okay with it. And you can go and you can look and it will be fine. Go see a doctor. Because every normal normal, healthy human being is affected. Sometimes we don't realize. Sometimes we do get a bit desensitized. And we get a little bit like, eh, not so bad, it's okay. I remember Yid walking me home. I was in LA, Los Angeles. If anyone had the uh, time to ever be there. 
And he did walk to me one time. It was Friday night after the meal, after the Suda. And he says, well, what do you do? You become so desensitized. You live in LA, you live in California, right? Just up the road, you've got all the biggest tumor in the Gansa world that spreads everything, right? All comes from there. Like, you get desensitized sometimes. And sometimes you have to discuss the things just to give us that refreshing idea of what's really right and what's really, really wrong. So, Rabbi Sai, number one, Yichud, you have to understand, is not Asa because Hazal were worried that something is going to happen. But rather because this is a situation where something could happen. So yes, when you go and visit your wife's 97 and a half year old grandmother, we're not really worried, oh my gosh, what's going to happen? Who knows what this guy is going to get? Rather, you're putting yourself in a situation where something could happen. And that's what the Torah wanted to prevent. That's number one. And number two, that Yidin are Kedoshim, Yidin are on a higher level than everyone else. And we have to make sure that we never get into a situation, even though we're not worried. I know myself, and nothing's going to happen. It's not the point. This is something that is some, that, that is a situation where things could happen, and automatically Yidin have to stay away from that. That is the aside of what we're discussing now. Obviously, we've got a lot to go through. I mentioned you some Gishmaka Shailas about the cable car and about the uh, mental hospital situation. But there are so many, many simple questions as well that we have to go to, that we have to understand. But today I wanted to just go to a little bit of Agdama. Now, first question, Rabbi Say, Is there Makar? Is it a Daraisa or Durabon? What is Yichud? Is there, is there a Pusik in the Torah that says not to have Yichud or not? Is it a Duraisa Durabonon? Not that it makes a, no, such enough Camino, right? We say here many, many times in the Space Majors that the Durabonon fire is also very, very hot. So be careful from the Durabonon fire also, right? Or we also say the famous Aruch HaShulchan, where the Aruch HaShulchan says, right? My Shiva of Shambi used to quote this all the time. People that say, ah, it's only a Durabonon, don't mitzdarif them to a minion. If they're number 10 in the minion, out. We need somebody else. Ah! It's such a yid like that to, 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 uh, to a minion. But our component is the Gemara by the story of Malvavo Manalit. The Gemara tells the conclusion that pays an edge on Chavalev. Remez li yichud minatoya minayin. Remez. What does the word remez mean in English? Hint. Ooh, that's interesting. Remez li yichud minatoya minayin. Right? So what's going on over here? So from the Gemara, it seems to be mashma that we're dealing with the Daraisa. Remez minatoya. We're asking for a Daraisa over here. So the Gemara of Eidudara tells us, Yechadabas Yisrael Daraisa, it's very, very clear. The Ramban tells us very simply in Sefer Mitzvah, Shevish Gimel. So the Ramban, you're right. It says the Roshan of Remez. Remez means a hint. But al Koponim, there's no Shailitz, Drosha Gemurah, says the Ramban. And therefore it's a Daraisa. Yechud, which we'll get to exactly what's Yechud. You have many Shailitz, for example, when you go to a doctor's surgery, people go to therapy, people go to dentists, people go to all sorts of situations that the could be shadows of Yechud. We have to know if it's a Yechud Daraisa, Durabonon. We have to know the Heterim. We have to know when to use them. There's a lot to discuss. There's a Chavisyor. Simon Reish Pidalit. The Chavisyor brings down that many times we have a Shaila of Remez. Right? Remez le'edin zoimimim. The Gemara in Marcus. So the Chavisyor, it means a Daraisa. There's no Shaila, even though the Gemara tells us in three places. Remez minatoyer liyichud. It means a Daraisa. That's a double portion. Ad ma'oid. There's another Raya as well. Dovid Amalek was Geyser. Why was he Geyser? He made Gzeiris upon Yechud, obviously, because the Icar is a Daraisa, and he made Gzeiris. And this Lamaisa 
is the Shita of Kamat Roiv Rishonim. Anybody that's writing this down, add to your notes. This is Shita's Rashi in Masakta Shabbos and Kedushin, Tosis and Shabbos Sanhedrin and Saita, the Rosh Rabbeinu Yerun and the Rabban, the Rosh the Rosh, the Svag, the Chenech, the Tol, the Marshal, the Bach, the Jumazadesh, the Magi Mishnah, the Marsham, the Charedim, and the Lacham Mishnah. All of those Rishonim hold that you're dealing with a Da'oraisa. There is a Rambam. Hilchas is that brings down Yichud Mipi Kabbalah, says the Rambam. Which they want to tie in the Pshat, at least the Beis Yosef learns Pshat in the Rambam, but the Beis Yosef learns Pshat in the Rambam, that Avada, that it's a Durabonon, the Prisha, the Bach, and the Vilna going past in that way, but Al Kaponim, others hold Nishtazar, the Magi Mishnah, the Mabit, the Chida, others hold that the Rambam Avada holds it's a Daraisa, but they hold Mipi Kabbalah, because he's telling us, Halacha Lamoshim is Sinai. That's how they want to learn Pshat in the Rambam. So even the Rambam is a Machoy. If it's a daisa to Rabbanon, but most Rishonim, and that's how we pass Kalach and Amaisa and Ebenezer Simcha Faith, that the Maisa Yehud is a daoraisa. So that's how we pass him. Now tomorrow, Beis Hashem, what we have to discuss is what is Yehud. Number one, how many people are Yehud? Right, for example, a, a bus driver once called me up. He was taking a trip, a teal a drive with a bunch of seminary girls. So he's got in his bus fifty seminary girls and him, one man. 50 girls. Is that a shadow of Yechut? Right? That's example number one. Or what if, for example, if you're going on a walk and you're walking late night and you're walking in a forest somewhere and you see there's a woman also walking far away. What's the din? Is that a shadow of Yechut? What about in an elevator? Is an elevator a shadow of Yechut? Rabbi said tomorrow a lot to discuss. Peace Hashem. Join us and have a wonderful day.